Welcome to the What A Word podcast, a podcast where you can be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted. Join us weekly as we have real conversations with real people overcoming real obstacles. We guarantee you that as you tune in weekly, you will join us in saying, wow, what a word. And now here's your host, Ryan Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Water Word Podcast. I want to thank you for your engagement and your sharing. During the last two months, I have to say the engagement of my listeners has been at an all-time high. Your sentiments, the feedback, the rating, the reviews, the subscriptions, it's really brought joy to my heart. I thank you so much for joining me on this journey. My guest today is Septon Dale Brown. He has an important new single. Not only is it catchy and inspirational, but the theme behind it is very important. He's talking about complaining, and the song is entitled aptly, Minaga Complain, or I Won't Complain. I want to unpack this thought with my guest today. Why is it complaining seems so easy to do and so hard not to do? I don't know about you, but I would love to engage in a one-week won't complain challenge. And I want to ask you to tell me, share with me, how do you get around complaining? I'd be very interested to share your thoughts. So please engage me in that discussion. My guest and I will discuss this new single and his upcoming projects. As you may know, he's a recording artist. He has a few projects out already. Uh, Under Construction is one. A reggae gospel fusion project is another. And True Celebration is another project as well. And I didn't say them in the exact order, but just to let you know, he has projects out. He's an engaging worship leader. He's a music and worship facilitator. And he's going to also share about some upcoming workshops that he's facilitating. I'm excited about this conversation and I want you to join me in welcoming my guest, Septon Dale Brown, to the Water Word Podcast. Season. 
And everything happen for your reason So trust the most high, everything alright Go on, holy faith, me yeah. not go complain yeah. No matter what the people say, me not go complain yeah. I get down on my knees and pray, me not go complain Though the system not go my way, me not go complain Work hard every night and day Listen Welcome to the Water Word Podcast. Glad to be here, Ryan. Good, so good to be here, man. This is this is an awesome thing that you're doing, Wasi. I love it. I love it. You're welcome, man. Thanks for joining me again. I did tell you whenever you have anything new, I'd be happy to have you back. So thank you for joining me again. I want to talk about the new single, this festive, hopeful, infectious single, uh, Naga Complain. Please tell listeners what inspired that song. Um, so funny, funny story. That song was not supposed to be a thing prior to coronavirus. It was not. It was, I never had that song concept in mind. It wasn't, it wasn't an idea. It wasn't a content, concept, nothing at all. Um, I was literally, you know, we're thinking it was right after Kobe Bryant's death, 
Um, and then so many other things started happening and worldwide things were just, it never looks like how we had anticipated that month, that week or that year to look. I remember it, um, I remember thinking about, actually, let me go back. I remember sitting in my car and saying to myself, boy, it couldn't get no worse. And in the, in the same sentence of me saying, me, same time me saying, it couldn't get any worse. We got some more news about something being worse. And I said to myself, wow. And I said, you know what? We talk about it all the time. It's a, it's a um, for want of a better word, colloquial term. It's one of the terms things we say in Jamaica all the time. And I got stressed, you know, I'm not complaining about that, you know, guys, you know. But I'm saying, do we actually believe it? And then I heard a melody in my head and I kept on hearing the melody. And then I kept on, it, people would, anytime anybody said anything to me, I'd be like, me not go complain. And I kept on singing it. And I was like, okay, okay. And then the concept came to me for the chorus. And then I got the, I sent it to a friend of mine in Jamaica because I was really, 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 it was important to me that I had the influence of the authentic Jamaican culture in the song. I am Jamaican, born, bred, everything Jamaican, right? But I never wanted, granted, I have friends here, musicians here who are really, really good, who could have probably done a good job as well. But I wanted the authenticity of a Jamaican who knew how to put the melody and kind of cross, cross blend the fusion, kind of give me like a, an African slash Jamaican slash Caribbean bounce to it. So if, it, if you listen to the details, you probably hear like a little steel pan in it. So that's what I wanted from it as well. And, I, and in writing too as well, I came to a roadblock where there's just, I couldn't get one line or probably one or two lines. And I had to make a call again. So another friend in Jamaica said, yo brother, I need a line boss. I need a line right now. And he said, Dale, let's give about 15 minutes, man. And in 15 minutes, he came with a line and I just I tweaked it a little bit and came up with a line. Um, but yeah, it was literally just what was happening around us. What was, what was relevant to the time that we were in. And, you know, I don't want anybody to take away from the song that we, sh we should not be aware or we, sh we shouldn't have our eye open to the things that aren't going right, right? But dwelling on it doesn't make it any better, right? And the things you can't affect change to, it's pointless to stress about it. Like you, you can't change that. It is what it is. We're on a lockdown. So what do we do while being under lockdown? You know, I say this to people all the time. Some people wake up in the morning and they don't make it to the nighttime. So once you wake up, just give God thanks. That means you have another chance, and I say it in the song, you have another chance, another opportunity to be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. So that's the, that's the mindset, that's the inspiration behind where that song came from. Good points. And this song addresses staying faithful and hopeful, notwithstanding our present personal crisis. You said in previous offerings that you're not a prophet nor a preacher. Do you find your assignment expanding in this season? <laughs> you know what? You, you mentioned it. And boy, I did an interview for the radio station in Toronto. And it was a pastor that was in the interview. He said to me, you do know that these words are biblical, right? And I was like, you know what, pastor? 
Yes, because the Bible speaks about putting your trust and faith in God. And once you put your trust and faith in God, he's, he's going to carry you through the rough and rocky road, waters, through the rocky roads and the rough waters. So there's no need to complain about it. You know what you believe. You know who you believe in. Um, I say it all the time, you know, I'm not a prophet, not a preacher. What I'm living in is favor. Um, I, I, just, I just follow the guiding, man, the, the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wherever it takes me, that's where I write. That's what I write. And that's what I put pen to paper with. And I think what you amplified earlier is that, well, your trade as a ministry and worship leader is to have individuals connect their experiences with others. And in connecting, we share our struggles and, and maybe in those moments we learn we're not alone. So that's your trade and any preacher or ministry leader has that calling. What is the difference though between that and recycling, which seems so natural to us it's almost like a default recycling our negative thoughts and our negative experiences how do we address that tension naturally you know as as people like we spend so much time dealing with the negative inferences that are around us we spend so much time focusing on it and and i i, I remember sitting in a meeting one day and I won't say where I was or who it was with, but I remember sitting in a meeting one day in 2020, talking about the same thing I sat in a meeting with the same people in 2019. And I, I said to them in the meeting, I said, we're still at the same point we were a year ago, talking about the same problem, coming up with no solution, no type of resolution, and no, no concepts or, or, or instructions as to how to move forward. We cannot change what it is that has happened yesterday. I tell people this all the time. Today, what's happening now, Ryan, between you and I, this day won't ever happen again. This time right here, it's priceless. So every opportunity we get, make, the, make your wrongs right, make it better. If the things that affect us negatively won't stop coming in. Like that's just how the world is. It's not, it's not, it's not a situation where you're gonna wake up tomorrow and there's gonna be no negative influence. I remember reading something where um, even the, when you think that somebody has all the riches and everything they could ever want, there's another type of negative influence that affects them. Um, the people who are like superstars or celebrities or, or athletes, like, there's so many things that affect them. They can't even do some of the things that we take for granted. They can't walk down the street and go buy some food. They can't, they can't just act out or no, because it's going to be taken and ran within a whole different light. So no matter what you do, there's going to be some negative energy. We have to find a way as people to not just block it out and put our guards up, keep our eyes focused, but find a way to overcome to rise above, to step forward, to step over it, to go around it, to slide at whatever we can do to not have it hinder us from growth, prosperity, taking that next step, we have to find a way. Because like I said, the negative energy, the negativity won't stop. It's, it's not, I, I want to encourage people that you're 
aim as a human being or as a person or as a Christian rather is not to try to stop the negativity, but to understand that the negativity is not supposed to hurt you because your faith is in God, right? So if you keep your eyes on God, then let the negativity come. It, it, you know, you, you are just, the, I tell people this all the time. Hey, say what you want to say about me because when, when, I, when I hot on you start tomorrow, you're going to talk about them too. That's okay. That's, I'm okay with that. So, I mean, the negativity, like, negativity, like he said, it, it, we are so trained as people. If you notice, I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I started writing original songs, I intentionally released the first set of songs without saying they were original songs. Because I knew that my community was going to tear it apart. I just knew it. And when I released it, everybody loved it, loved it. Six to eight months later, when I said, they kept on asking me, yo, where can I find this song? Where can I find this song? Who wrote this song? Blah, blah, blah. Six to eight months later, I said, we wrote the song. It was written by the group Truth. Immediately, okay. That's why the chorus, okay, yeah, I would have done the chorus one more time. Or I would have probably gone, I would have done it in another key. Or you see that part that you did right there? You should have done and I sat there and I was like, see, like all the love that you had for it was fine until you found out that it was written by one of your own. So then the negativity started coming. So for me, when the negativity comes, I don't let it bother me at all. It, it's, I have learned in my 43 years on this beautiful earth that no matter what you do, it's going to come. You just have to navigate through the waters and try to get come out on the other side of the lake. That's it. Wow, good points, good points. Now we spoke before we started recording about the 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 pull that reggae gospel seems to. You, you, it's almost like it it seems natural for people to lock you in as this mm. reggae gospel artist, even though you do praise and worship contemporary gospel. You have a wide array of songs. What is your sense about this this tug? where our community keeps saying, Dale, we need you in this lane because you, you sing to our experience. Um, Is that something you are, you are comfortable so with? I, I, I am comfortable with being identified with the lane because that's me. Like I am, I am, I am, that's me. I can, I would be fake if I got up here and was trying to do rock gospel or, um, I don't know, is there Calypso gospel, whatever, some other style of gospel music, right? I, even if I was to say I'm a CCM artist, that would not genuinely be my culture. Now, there are some West Indians who identify with that sound and do it well. For me personally, I know I identify, my natural tendency is to lean towards reggae gospel. Um, that being said, I don't necessarily want to be branded as a reggae gospel artist. Um, it's my dream to just be a gospel artist. If I was to be considered an artist, I just want to be a gospel artist, not a reggae gospel artist, just a gospel artist that is in tune with his heritage and his roots and does reggae gospel. That's where my head is. Okay. So you've been a guest on this podcast before and 
I, I probably shared some of this with you before, but on Sundays when I'm having, you know, the Sunday meds, driving with my family into the cities to look for the in-laws, I'll be playing our brothers, Dennis and Gregory and Chronix. And my daughter will invariably say when I'm playing Chronix, Daddy's that <laughs> Dale Brown. Um, so, so I thought to myself, I could feasibly have a whole other interview with you. And instead of asking you about Kingston, I would ask you, what was it like to grow up in Spanish town, De La Vida? <laughs> I could have a whole, I could just change your whole biography and ask you what inspired I Can and, and all I of these songs. I love Like, I don't know, I don't know yeah, yeah. Chronics personally, but musically, I absolutely love, I love where his mind goes as a musician. And I love the fact that no matter how far back you go with Chronics, no matter how far back you go, the majority of his content is inspirational, uplifting, and positive. No matter how far back you go, not saying everything is that, you know, but the majority of his content is positive. Like, it's just positive. Like, it's keep your head up, stay above. Like, like every, I can go as far back as I can find for chronics and I'm going to find something positive. I remember I, I found a song, what he did, Sweet Jamaica, oh, did this smile, smile. It's, that's an old song. That's an old song, right? I didn't even know about Chronics at that time when that song came out, right? Um, or probably I did, but I wasn't really following him that hard. But it's just amazing to me that he was true to that content. I, I, I really, I am humbled to be likened to or to be compared to a Chronics. Just like I'm humbled when people tell me that my voice sounds like Jonathan McReynolds. I get that all the time in North America. In the contemporary gospel field, I get that all the time. And for reggae, I hear chronics all the time. And it's the most humbling experience for me. That's, I pleasantly and graciously say thank you. <laughs> Musical influences are Stevie Wonder, Ty Tribet, Kirk Franklin, Marlin Music, Chronics, mostly, like influences. Every now and then, you know, I listen to a Travis, but in terms of influences as to how I would even attempt to create, like we have ideas and they're almost the same. Like I have another friend in Jamaica named DL, um, not, not a gospel singer, no. He used to be gospel back in the day. His name is DL, his name, original name is Adiel Thomas. And he has a song, and in the middle of the song, it sounds exactly like Naga Complain. The melody sounds exactly like Naga Complain. But we had no conversation about it. None at all. And, and another, th another friend of mine named Kerry Sales, another gospel singer in Jamaica, Kerry has a song that says, It will get better. It will get better. Won't last forever. Won't last, right? My son says, it's gonna get better, better, better. Now, I never heard that connection until somebody said to me, hey, that's a nice sample of Kerry's song. Like, what are you talking about? Because I never heard that, right? But musically, the inspiration is just there is, is, is certain melody lines, a certain turns, a certain placements of the notes and where they fit and what matches your voice and 
how best you think you can deliver it. And a lot of times too, this is another thing that musicians are actually aware of on the back end, creating content that aren't overly complicated, that has a famil familiar melody. So it's easy. The memory just goes, boom. Naga complain was done intentionally like that. Like, boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. That's not me, Naga complain. No matter what. Right, that was the whole concept behind that. The whole concept. Creating something that you will remember, even if you're not trying to remember. Creating something that you will catch after hearing the chorus one time. Creating it in such a way that it doesn't even start with a verse like a regular song would. But it starts chorus first, and it goes back to chorus first, then chorus again, then bridge, then chorus again. So you start with the chorus and you hear it at the end. So when you leave, all you're hearing is, me not go complain. So it's the musicianship, it's the artistry, it's, yeah. it's our influences. I mean, I think, and I, I, I look up to those guys too, right? So Ty Trebet, Johnny Mac, um, Chronics, like all of those people for me are just like musical icons for me. I tried to count because I watched the the video, which seemed like a, a really good gathering, very infectious, great fellowship. And I tried to count uh, the amount of current dance moves. That... <laughs> <laughs> I saw the fling your shoulder for sure. <laughs> but how many other ones did this old head miss? So watch this. Let me tell you this. To be totally honest with you, when we were doing the video with the kids, the kids had a whole bunch that I did not know. The only one I kind of knew was the fling, right? Fling your shoulder, right? And um, they did some others too that were in the, the B-rolls that I don't even think we used for the rest of the video. But if you watch the video, there's probably one or two other times when you see us doing something with the kids. Now with regards to the adults, I we were just, the good old two-step, the good old and step and step and back in the middle. That was it. Everything else that was there, we I, was not intentionally done. It was just make sure you have fun, make sure you, you, you are in a happy space. Understand what the song is saying and make sure that's reflected on you because you don't know when the camera is going to get to you. Awesome, awesome. So now perhaps we can talk about the hopefulness that is mentioned in the song. God is in control. Um, not seeing your current season as permanent. Walk us through what that is like for somebody who is uh, giving hope to individuals who may have assumed that the promises of God are not for them or their past perhaps disqualifies them or they're not worthy. Walk us through why this hopefulness is so important. Okay, so I write from a personal, personal space and it encourages me and I, I teach voice as well. And I was telling one of my students today, I said, as an artist, if you believe what you are saying, it's so much easier to convince your audience to believe what you are saying. Um, 
the song specifically speaks about God is in control because I wanted it to be remembered that in spite of how it may look or seem to you know, the same God that was with the three Hebrew boys, that was with Daniel in the lion's den, that was with Noah, that was with Moses, that were with the disciples, the same God that was with Mary Magdalene, that same God is still relevant, it's still current, and it's still here for us right now. So don't ever think that you are not as important or you don't, things are all lost because you know, you know, all hope is gone. All hope is not gone. No matter how you may slip through a crack in life, your fingerprint is still your fingerprints. Nobody else can have that, which means there's something about you that identifies only with you. And for that reason alone, you can know that there is somebody that created you that way, which now gives you the, 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 the idea that, okay, if I was created as an individual, this God must have more, more to me or more in me or more that he wants from me. So I'm just going to put everything in his control. Take over God. So just be hopeful. Be, keep your head up, though it may seem rough. Keep, keep your eyes above water. Um, we have different personalities. People tell me all the time I'm always happy or I'm, I'm always positive, but I have sad things happen to me too. Like things happen to me that I want to feel bad about too, right? Um, but it being different, different personalities or different personality traits, that doesn't take away from the fact that me being an extrovert, you being an introvert, me being more sensitive, you being less sensitive, we still serve the same God who is in control. And if he's in control, there's nothing to fear. Awesome points. And, and what I love about what you do as a minister of music and, and this single as well is we need as humans the constant reminders that's what kind of gets us through these seasons and you know as I was preparing for this meeting with you I reflected on the proverbs I used to always hear as a child and for the sake of my listeners many of whom aren't from the Caribbean and won't understand what I'm saying we got various proverbs from our parents our grandparents one that comes to mind here is and I'll just use the, uh, the, the, the standard English for, for purposes of our listeners. Those who want it can't get it, and those who get it don't want it. But we know what the patois for that is. Want it, want it, can't get it. And get to get it <laughs> So is, is, is gratitude also a neutralizer for that complaining default? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I, am, I wake up with an outpouring overflow of gratitude every single day and 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 yes it's because you know i'm just grateful for the opportunity to be around but also because just like everybody else there are things that i have done in my life that i can't share with another human being and if god can give me that grace and mercy to carry me through even to another day i'm gracious i'm grateful i am appreciative so that gratitude in itself, remember waking up, though we take it for granted, Ryan, waking up in itself, just waking up is something we need to be gracious for, grateful for, because everybody doesn't wake up. 
We will return after a short break. Traveling Nice Experiences is here to help you create new memories one experience at a time. Contact Traveling Nice Experiences at travelingniceexperiences.com. That's the word traveling, N-E-S-E-experiences.com to book your summer 2021 travel. They are ready to help you create your next memorable experience. So you and I spoke about why your ministry is so impactful and in light of our discussions about you being called to do reggae gospel. Most times when you do a wide array of songs, your reggae gospel songs uh, seem to be the ones that, especially for young people who are coming from conservative church backgrounds, this is where they unleash. Um, what have you observed during COVID in terms of the emotional, mental, and spiritual space of young adults who you serve or work with or work for? Because you're a teacher, oh, yeah. as most men. Um, mm, COVID has shown me that a lot of <laughs> a lot of our kids, and I and I can I can tell you about my kids they look forward to the opportunity that they would have gotten to be outside, to be in contact with other kids, right? That's, that's one of the main things for me. You don't, you don't realize how impactful it is. Even the kids who come to school to complain, like they come to school upset that they're at school. Those kids know, can't wait for school to reopen, to be in the space, to be there. Um, I find that, the music now allows them to connect culturally. And I think we spoke about this briefly as well. It allows them to connect culturally in a way that we couldn't connect um, growing up because we never had those options. We never had that middle ground music. It was either <laughs> a certain type of contemporary Christian or dancehall reggae, right? There was nothing that was a middle ground where we were allowed to have a song that identified with our dialect, right? That we could sing, no, nothing. There was, no, I can't remember one, probably like a chorus, right? But I, I wanna say no more than ever, especially songs that I've written, I've, I've noticed that a lot of the kids are very receptive to it and they openly and freely express how they feel about the song and how they feel while singing the song. Because I guess they, they identify even more than us. We grew up in the islands. They're of um, Caribbean descent. So they're like third or second generation. So they're, they're still, it's just stories to them of what it was, right? But they're not afraid to identify with it, which to me is amazing because like I said, culturally, we never really had that option. We, I grew up, and so did you, we grew up not even knowing culturally what our sound was, musically. We, we, we don't know what that sound is. Like It wasn't until the late 90s, probably mid-90s, probably, when a drum set was allowed in the church. Like the, the gospel side of 
or sound was not something that was encouraged. It wasn't, it was prohibited for want of a better word in most of our churches. So nowadays the kids though, though some churches still don't have, they don't, they're not going too far out. The kids are still now in a space where they are free to express themselves and share their thoughts and understanding and appreciate a gospel reggae. So for that reason, even if that's the only reason, it creates some type of relevance for content like Minaga Company or stuff like that. So the last time I had you on, you were preparing for uh, what I learned later on was a very successful workshop. Yes, yes. It, any upcoming workshops, anything yes, coming up? Yes, So, So the last time I was on, I think our workshop was, I think we had Lamar Campbell, we had yes. um, Wayne, was it Wayne Buckner? Wayne Buckner, yeah. And I want to say Sharon Riley. Correct. Um, and then we had- And a week after the podcast, I learned that it was sold out. So I knew it was due to this podcast that you're going <laughs> to- <laughs> You know what? I think so. I think so, man. Um, it was really, really good. It was exceptional. We had one more after that. And following that, we just did a free workshop last week, I want to say last week which was also amazing too but uh the 14th of march we will be having our third workshop and these facilitators are not no regular joe small we have the infamous james hall i don't know if you guys know yeah yeah right um we have Trey McLaughlin, McLaughlin, who does McLaughlin, I think I said his name wrong, but we have Trey, who, who is, is an amazing gospel singer who started his ministry on YouTube, so it's online, and he's been doing an amazing thing since then, and we have, I don't know if you guys, anyone has seen Voices of Fire, is that show that was on Netflix with um, Pharrell Williams, so the choir director from that show, his name is Patrick Riddick. He's one of the presenters. So these presenters are heavy, heavy hitters. Like they're coming with a word. They're excited. The workshop is March 14th and it goes until April 11th. Um, the flyers are everywhere. Um, contact me, I'll get you on as, you know, Tell me you know Ryan and you know you may just get some type of a discount. Just say I know Ryan. <laughs> it may work. It may Let work. me ask you this, Dale. Um, for people of the book, and you know, our our denomination has a reputation for presenting um, in a way that we cover the Bible in ways that no one else can. And sometimes it leads to a certain amount of um I'll use the word pride and arrogance where nobody can teach us anything because mm -hmm. we are people. Have you found that same resistance with music workshops where- You know what? Before, I want to say probably five, six years ago, it was something that we did confront when it was, when you were in spaces with other musicians, other artists, right? But more so now than anything else, there is a little bit more of an open acceptance to worship in its entirety. Um, 
because, and this is not necessarily the best reason why, but lyrically and content wise, music is not as heavily biblical as it was, which may lend to why this is what it is now. Like I said, it's not necessarily the best reason, but it, it has afforded for some level of understanding of just the fact that worship is worship across the board, right? And regardless if you're Baptist, Kojic, um, Church of God, Catholic, Adventist, Methodist, the, the Bible didn't say that heaven was gonna be filled with Adventists, right? Um, God's people are God's people across the globe. Um, so it's just understanding worship. And I, I spoke at, um, I did a, an, an interview a couple of weeks ago and we talked heavily and at length about the basis of the church to me, and I think is the basis of where the music should come from, should be love, right? So if, if, I'm, if I'm content or if my influence or if my, my thought process is to show love, to engage you with love first, before denomination and doctrine and prophets and prophetess, show me what love is. Then it creates a space now for an acceptance or an understanding rather of so many other things that we don't know because we weren't cultured in that way, right? I was talking to some of my kids a couple of days ago about just things that they think they know about even racism and they only know what their parents taught them or what they have seen when they go to church. They go to school, come back home, go to church, come back home, go to the mall, go all time. They know nothing more than that. So, I mean, yes, there was a time when, like you said, our people, our own people, we are very, we have the truth. We know the truth. So be careful what you come to us with. I think nowadays, Yes, we have the truth. We're not watering down the truth, but let's bring the truth and try to understand another person's view just on what ministry could look like, right? Just what worship could look like, just what um, connecting with others musically could look like. Because at the end of the day, I would say 20, 19 out of every 20 songs that we sing in the church does not say I am Catholic or I'm a Baptist or I'm an Adventist so I worship on the Sabbath. No, it doesn't. We all sing the same songs. So we have to figure out what is that denominator that makes it relevant across the platform for everyone that should still be able to be spoken about and should be able to be delivered in spaces where we're not necessarily singing but speaking on music. And I think that's the angle in for us. And, and why I love workshops and those offerings too is because if the energy for that service is coming from the younger ones, we don't wanna set them up for failure, especially if they're in an environment where people aren't receptive, then we want them to do it in a way where they're not catching licks at the end because they didn't have the know-how or the, the teachings as how to lead worship, especially in conservative environments. Because you, you know, as you rightfully de defined, man, there was a time when we couldn't, the Kirk Franklin songs <laughs> would, would get a choir in trouble. <laughs> 
I mean, why we sing the exhortation was too much for many congregations. You're right. You're right. So the workshops for me, it helps young and old to do the thing right. Yes, know? it's an understanding, man. Right. I, I always tell people, if if we go to, let's say you don't go to parties, you don't go to the club, you don't go to what we say in Jamaica, you don't go to the dance, you don't go dance. If you go to a soccer game, a football game, a basketball game, you know what? Let's even make it, you don't go to the game. You are at home watching your team play the game. Do you know the level of excitement you have when your team is winning? But when you sit in the sanctuary to talk about how good God is, you are not allowed to be too expressive because no, God's goodness is different from being it. Like that was mind blowing to me. And God has the victory, right? <laughs> and God has the victory. We know how the story ends. That's it. That's it. We know at the end of the race who wins. But yet still, we are afraid uh, to be expressive or to hone into what is inside of us that wants to come out. There's so many, there's so many older people now who I see are just living their best life musically. Just, yo, I'm just gonna be free about what I like in music and I'm going to live it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's good to know that we can be open to, like I said, understanding what is inside of us as people, as artists, um, culturally what we, feel how we can develop that how we can build on that like there's so many things that we as a as a and i'm going to use the black community because i am black uh, <laughs> where we connect with with our soul or not even just black people but people in general connecting with your soul and being true to who you are being expressive about what god has done for you sharing with someone how good god has been Remember the story in the Bible, the tax collector? He was so excited. Like when God, when, when Jesus touched him and spoke to him, he was so excited. He was telling everybody. Like we got away from that as a people because it was more important about um, having a certain look so much that we, we found a way to discredit or to misunderstand what it means to be reverent, right? And what it means to be outwardly expressive. We think that if we're outwardly expressive, we are now irreverent. And I don't necessarily think that's a thing for, I don't, I don't think that's something that's, that, that makes sense really. You can still be reverent and be expressive. The Bible speaks about what we're gonna be doing in heaven, which is the giving God praise. That we're gonna be spending days and nights just every day praising and worshiping God. We're going to live in, in that space. Why are we afraid as people now to be expressive in that same way? It's mind blowing to me, brother. <laughs> you touched a good point, man, because I think you and I can also speak as parents. And like you rightfully said, and I've had this conversation with other friends, I don't think it was worth it for us to win these musical arguments and lose young people. And certainly what I want for my children, I want them to lead worship. If, if, if that's their desire, 
I want them to be in a space where that's not an issue of contention. Yep. Yes, sir. You're right. You're right, my brother. So tell us, tell us, Dale, um, what do you have out now? I mean, I know we have the single album coming out, merch. Um, Please give us the gamut. So what's happening right now? So music is life is that's that's what we're pushing really hard we have a an online space where we do apparel which is like sweaters t-shirts hoodies um female t-shirts masks um we have a couple of designs one says minago complain like the shirt i'm wearing we have one that says black educated musician we have one that says steady crawl and it's written in ebonics so it's s-t-a-d-y-k-r-a-w Hashtag steady crawl. And underneath it, it says slow and steady wins the race. Um, we have one that says favored um, because I believe in God's favor. I believe that we're favored. I just, that, that's my whole theory on favor. We can have a whole show talking about favor for me because um, I believe that I personally just live in God's favor. Me personally. I tell people all the time, I'm God's favorite. I know that for a fact. But, um, and there's just a, a couple of things that are with the whole apparel line. We, we have been able to connect with the vocal lessons that we offer as, as, as instructors. I'm, I'm in the process of having some more instructors join the Music is Life team. Um, we teach vocal performance. We teach learning and understanding the voice. We teach development of the voice. We teach people how to be better artists. Um, yeah, everything having to do with the music side of, of, of um, the ministry. We get into that as well. And uh, what else? The workshop, that's the, that's the thing. The single, as I, said, we have, as I said, we have another single that's coming out soon, hopefully by the end of March. But as it is right now, the single, Naga Complain is out. That should be a slogan for life. Um, uh, that's what we have. That's what we have, my brother. Right now, I think that's it. T-shirts, the single, the workshop. Hopefully, God's willing, I, I'll be back in New York sometime soon by the end of this year doing a concert of some sort. But as it is right now, these are the cards that we have been dealt. So we are playing our hand. And quickly, a church wants to have a workshop via Zoom. Are you available for those as well? Oh, most definitely. Most in, we would gladly promote that any day. I just did one. I've done a couple of them for churches. In fact, I'm doing one for the Japanese conference for Christians, not just Adventists, but just like a Christian group in Japan. Um, I'm doing that workshop in two weeks. I saw the flyer two days ago and everything was in Japanese, but my name. And I was, I, did, I understood nothing but my name. That was the only thing I understood on the flyer. But so you, you're going to show them all you learned with Rosetta Stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely open to doing workshops across the globe, especially in this virtual space. And especially because people are now trying to figure out how can I connect with my congregation while being virtual? How do I do that? How does one do that? So... So Dale, I'll put the links in the notes, um, ways to reach you. I have your Instagram accounts, all of that. I'll put it in the notes as well. Any final words for listeners in this season who 
maybe trying to do the one week Naga complaint challenge and they say, man, I don't know if I could get through one day, but any words of encouragement? Um, keep your head up, man. Keep your head up. Um, I'm not the first person to make, to, to state, you know, or to say, yo, don't complain. I'm sure you've heard it many a times. It's a good old saying, but in reality, always look at, at your day, your current space as an opportunity to be the best version of yourself. So today, be the best version of Ryan that you could possibly be. And um, not, not that you must not plan for tomorrow and the days to come, but just make sure that their current space that you're in, live your best life, be the best version of yourself. Don't forget that God is in control because at the end of the day, he's the one who controls all. And that's what we believe. That's what we stand by. That's what we live by. Be true to yourself. Be authentic. Try to ensure that you keep organ organic relationships Try to ensure that you are true to who you are at all times because people can always see the fake when it comes with all the fluff. They see the fake. So just be true to who you are, keep your head up and continue to support whatever you believe in. Hopefully that's the ministry of Dale Brown and Truth and Music is Life. <laughs> awesome. Dale Brown is a recording artist, songwriter, content creator, entrepreneur, worship ministry leader and workshop facilitator. And I'll put his uh, info in the notes so that you can contact him. Uh, the song, Naga Complain, is available for streaming on all platforms as well. Uh, you have a YouTube I channel, do. Dale? Um, it's under my name, Sefton Dale okay. Brown, and I have another one. Well, yeah, okay. definitely Sefton Dale Brown. Awesome, awesome. Dale, thank you so much for joining us again. First, What A Word podcast guest. To come back on so we made come history on, today as on. well so it was my pleasure, brother. <laughs> yeah man i appreciate it bro no i appreciate it thank you so much blessings to you and your family and we'll talk again soon when, the, when you have new things coming out you know just we'll of connect course. and we'll I got make you. it happen no again. Problem. all right blessings man and thank you for being a guest my pleasure brother my pleasure I'm already better Even before I fall on my knees Said I'm already better I'm already better And it's all because You are thinking of me Say
just want to give you praise just one more time. I want to thank you for all that you have done because you make it better before we even fall on our knees. It's awesome to know that we serve a mighty God, an awesome God, one who is worthy to be praised. He makes it better even before we fall on our knees. You make it better. 